Welcome to Rapture, a Bioshock lorecast, where people of the Bioshock fandom can come together to experience life beyond the sea. So buckle into your bathysphere, ready your plasmids, and let's dive in as we explore the history and lore of the Bioshock series. Welcome, I'm your host, Valkyrie Kitten. This episode is about none other than Andrew Ryan. I will be going over his history in the making, along with his downfall and death. So buckle in as we find out about the man who started it all. Andrew Ryan, and I'm here to ask you a question. Is a man not entitled to the sweat of his brow? No, says the man in Washington, it belongs to the poor. No, says the man in the Vatican, it belongs to God. No, says the man in Moscow, it belongs to everyone. I rejected those answers. Instead, I chose something different. I chose the impossible. I chose rapture. Andrew Ryan. Born in a village near Minsk in the Russian Empire, modern-day Belarus, he was born with the name Andrei Ryanovsky. His family was Jewish, Belarusian, during the reign of Tsar. Minsk was on the front lines in the First World War. In 1917, Ryan witnessed the Russian Revolution, which ended up bringing the Bolshevik into power, but also destroying the family business. Ryan also witnessed as the Bolshevik Red Guard killed his aunt and uncle during the purge for associating with Ryan's father and others who opposed the communist ring before fleeing to Constantinople. Because he witnessed all this as a young man, he developed his own philosophy. The modern world was created by great men who strove to make their own way. Any time a high power, or parasites as he calls them, gained control of such a world, they ended up destroying it. In turn, he fled his home country in 1919 to America, believing it to be a place where the great could prosper without others destroying what they made. Once in America, Ryan changed to the name we all know now, Andrew Ryan. For a while, Ryan became devoted to his new home. Grateful for the opportunity, wealth, and fame it awarded his intellect and determination after he managed to get rich by striking oil on his property and investing in it wisely. Soon, he was among the wealthiest men in America, owning Ryan Oil alongside a large chunk of America's coal and her second largest railroad. However, in the 1930s, the state-run social programs tested his devotion towards his new country. He experienced workers' paradise which made Ryan despise the ideals of socialism and collectivism, as he believed that those who benefited 
undeservingly from others were parasites. In Ryan's philosophy, one could only own what one earned. At one point, Ryan owned a large forest as a personal retreat, one that many groups envied. When the government attempted to nationalize that forest, Ryan's response was to burn it all to the ground. The final straw for Ryan was the destruction of Hiroshima with the atomic bomb. In his eyes, the atomic bomb was the ultimate corruption of his ideas. Science and determination harnessed for destruction that gave the parasites the ability to destroy any and all that they could not seize. The Building of Rapture Ryan decided to use his family fortune to build Rapture, a community where the artist would not fear the censor, where the scientist would not be bound by petty mortality, where the great would not be constricted by the small. He felt this place could only be built in the one place where the parasites could not touch, the depths of the Atlantic Ocean. Ryan personally went and chose the location of Rapture from his ship, the Olympian. He created shield companies on the surface like Warden Yarn, which was an anagram of his name. It was first established on November 5, 1946, and the construction of the city itself finished in the late 1951. When Rapture was completed, Ryan then in turn filled it with thousands of the world's best and brightest individuals. To build a city at the bottom of the sea, insanity. But where else could we be free from the clutching hand of the parasites? Where else could we build an economy that they would not try to control? A society that they would not try to destroy? It was not impossible to build rapture at the bottom of the sea. It was impossible to build it anywhere else. From 1946 to 1958, Rapture experienced tremendous economic progress and solid political stability. As Ryan predicted, Rapture allowed once to create without the restriction, with numerous business establishments and unprecedented scientific advancement, advancements, including the discovery of Adam by Bridge Tenenbaum. There has been tremendous pressure to regulate this plasmid business. There have been side effects, blindness, insanity, death. But what use is our ideology if it is not tested? The market does not respond like an infant, shrieking at the first sign of displeasure. The market is patient, and we must be too. The full ramifications of the plasma technology was not immediately appreciated by the people of Rapture Rhine, whom dismissed the concerns of men like Rosenberg and Bill McDonning. Because of his failure to understand the effects of Rapture of effects of atom based culture atom based culture allowed the destructive rise of Frank Fontaine. Ryan's greatest supporters maintained control of many sectors of the city, such as Sander Conan in Fort Frolic and J.S. Steinman in the Medical Pavilion. Ryan also hired a man by the name of Carlson Fiddle to build Ryan Amusements, a theme park that doubled as a propaganda tool for the children of Rapture, with its primary purpose was to warn the evils of the surface. The theme park eventually embraced the city's new atom culture, exhilarating plasmids like 
incarnate to the, in the hall of the fortune section of the park. I'll admit Fontaine showed some foresight when he built up the plasmid business, but the man really never understood sales. Hiding those little girls beneath a bushel. I've just seen the preliminary design work on the new plasmid machines, and they're exactly what I wanted. Mark my words, presented properly, those little sisters are marketing gold. The Decline of Rapture Once Rapture was up, Ryan started populating accepting ambitious experts, opportunists, and geniuses, and breakthrough artists. Because of this, Ryan set up top-heavy class system. The social conditions allowed Frank Fontaine to establish the influential but undermining Fontaine's home for the poor. Later, these poor houses were used by Atlas to rise to political power and openly challenge Andrew Ryan's leadership. Fontaine was not the only challenging Ryan had to face. Sophia Lamb, who Ryan invited to help citizens cope with the psychological issues for being in an isolated and sunless environment, began to speak out openly against Rapture's philosophy. Lamb directly opposed Rapture's ideological funding, causing Ryan to engage with Lamb in debates on various topics to win the back win back the support of the public, though the public favored Lamb. Because he felt threatened by Lamb and her followers, Ryan sought to neutralize him by having Lamb incarcerated at the Persephone Penuel Colony for the sedation. Earlier, Ryan decided that he wanted one and one and one role only to keep Rapture safe from the parasites from the surface. Absolutely no contact with the surface. Because of this law, Ryan inadvertently accelerated the black market for smuggled goods, which allowed the rise to Fontaine's criminal enterprise. This set the stage for the de decisive civil war and Rapture's decline. Fontaine's illegal profits allowed his business to expand and to make him into a position to fund and exploit the new atom industry. It has been brought to my attention that some citizens have discovered ways to hack the vending machines. I should not need to remind each and every citizen of Rapture that free enterprise is the foundation upon which our society has been established. Parasites will be punished. At first, Ryan had no issue with Fontaine's business, but soon realized that Fontaine was behind some form of illegal activity, which soon revealed itself to be a huge smuggling operation, and began to take steps to curb his, influ his influence. Something must be done about Fontaine. While I was buying buildings and fish futures, he was cornering the market on genotypes and nucleotide sequences. Rapture is transforming before my eyes. The great chain is pulling away from me. Perhaps it's time to give it a tug. To get legal proof of the smuggling, Ryan ordered investigations into Fontaine and his man. This Fontaine fellow is somebody to watch. Once he was just a menace to be convicted and hung. But he always manages to be where the evidence isn't. He's the most dangerous type of hoodlum, the kind with vision.
These efforts were successful in destroying the smuggling operation, but Fontaine always managed to be where the evidence isn't. Because he was frustrated by the situation, Ryan implicated being the equivalent of treason, he made the crime punishable by death, despite the consider considerable uproar of the residents of Rapture. The death penalty in Rapture counsels in an uproar. Rights in the streets, they say. But this is the time for leadership. Action must be taken against the smugglers. Any contact with the surface exposes Rapture to the very parasites we fled from. You stretch necks or a small price to pay for our ordeals. Sometime in 1956, Ryan unknowingly got Jasmine Jolene, an exotic dancer for East Garden, pregnant. Aware much of Rapture security and infrastructure control was coded with his genetic frequency, Fontaine made arrangements to purchase the embryo from Jasmine, whom had claimed that she needed the money. Fontaine realized that, that Jack... The character you play as could be a powerful tool against Ryan. When Ryan learned of the betrayal of Jasmine, he personally killed her in a fit of rage. Due to the closing in of a, on his smuggling operation, Fontaine decided to fake his own death. On September 12, 1958, Bill McDowell, a Rapture reporter, said in the headline that became famous in Rapture Standard, Ryan takes down the smuggling operation. Fontaine and thugs killed in fiery shootout. Fontaine later said in audio diary, Ryan wanted Fontaine, Frank Fontaine dead. I just gave him what he wanted. As Atlas, I got a new face, a clean record, and a fresh start. Atlas proved to be much more dangerous than Fontaine. Due to his cultivating an elevated reputation as a man being one with the poor, Fontaine was looked upon as a thug, while Atlas was beloved by citizens of Rapture by telling them what they wanted to hear and supplying some handouts, and to many he represented the alternate to Ryan's philosophy. In the aftermath of Fontaine's death, Ryan took a step that deemed many deemed betrayal to his philosophy, the nationalization of Fontaine futuristics. Even though he built Rapture to escape that sort of big government behavior that took over private industries, Ryan was forced to engage in that exact behavior. This move took Rapture to its core, which proved to be a big factor to Rapture's decline. Even Ryan's longtime friend Bill McDowell resigned from the Central County in protest. Two months later, all those who were found to be working with Fontaine were arrested and put in Fontaine's department store, which had been turned into a prison house for them. This upset the citizens of Rapture even more, as hundreds or more were imprisoned so quickly, with, those, with one of those citizens even describing it to be a trick by Houdini. When Atlas became a considerable threat to Rapture's stability, Ryan was smart enough to not execute him straight away, but instead had him and his followers sent to prison. When his undercover agent in prison revealed that Atlas was not only surviving, but rallying the prisoners into a new force, Ryan had enough and set his security to wipe Atlas out and anyone who stood in their way, which failed when the revolutionary and several of his men managed to escape. The Civil War and Collapse Ryan's high-water mark can be traced back to the New Year's Eve 1958. 
in the televised broadcast that night, Ryan acknowledged trails of the previous year, but offered a toast to the city that 1959 may be Rapture's finest year. However, the moments after this broadcast, citizens of Rapture were alerted to a terrorist attack launched by Atlas's revolutionaries at Kashmir Restaurant, where Ryan and his mistress were supposed to be attending. However, his mistress, Diane, was stuck at work. This became to be known as the first act of Rapture Civil War. Ryan and Atlas engaged in destructive war that brought ruin to the city and claimed lives of many citizens, both those involved and those who were innocent. Many of the citizens hoped that some force of pe some force of peace would be achieved, but Ryan refused to compromise with parasites and killers and intended on fighting to the end, believing that giving in would only allow Atlas to bring down the entire city. During this time, plasma te technology played an important role in the conflict in what McDowell conned as genetic arms race, leading to the development of more plasmids and gene tonics as well as destructive weapons. Ryan's war measures turned many of his alienated supporters against him, including his mistress Diane, who later sided with Atlas. During this time, Ryan survived three assassination attempts, one which McDow participated in, and another spearheaded by Anya Anders' daughter, a and kept course of those betrayers mounted on the wall outside his office as a warning. Could I have made mistakes? One does not build cities if one is guided by doubt. But can one govern in absolute certainty? I know that my beliefs have elevated me just as I know that the things I have rejected would have destroyed me. But the city, it's collapsing before my... Have I become so convinced by my own beliefs that I have stopped seeing the truth? Perhaps. But Atlas is out there, and he aims to destroy me and to destroy my city. To question is to surrender. I will not question. As the war went on, Dr. Yi Shenyang proposed a means of breaking a cellmate by dividing the city, alternating the structure of commercial plasmas by making citizens susceptible to mental suggestion by pheromones. To many of Rapture's citizens, this was the ultimate betrayal, Ryan denying citizens their free will. Ryan, facing the destruction of the city, agreed to the suggestion, claiming that if Atlas and his supporters were to win, they would turn their opponents into slaves, and free will would vanish regardless. These pheromones provided decisive and to turn the tide of the war into Ryan's favor. Atlas, with his situation now desperate, with one of the few unspliced followers who were not susceptible to Ryan's pheromones, was forced to use his ace in the hole. Dr. Su Chong, frankly, I'm shocked by your proposal. If we were to modify the structure of our commercial plasmid line as you propose, to have them make the user vulnerable to mental suggestion through pheromones, would we not be able to effectively control the actions of the citizens of Rapture? Free will is the cornerstone of this city. The thought of sacrificing it is abhorrent. However, we are indeed in a time of war. If Atlas and his bandits have their way, will they not turn us into slaves? 
And what will become of free will then? Desperate times call for desperate measures. Atlas and Jack. You play as Jack, the embryo the Fontaine bought from Jasmine. Using the trigger phrase, would you kindly, Fontaine dictates Jack's every move. When Jack arrives, Ryan assumes he is someone from the Russian KGB or the American CIA. Come to make an already situation worse. As he watches, Ryan taunts Jack and reveals the disillusion of his city returning to his former glory. After Jack makes it out of Arcadia safely, Ryan begins to piece together the puzzle, realizing that it is Atlas who is directing Jack's movement. As Jack heads to rapture city control, Ryan begins to hit that he has put this together. The Would You Kindly board outside Ryan's office shows he put it together, the clues connecting himself to Jasmine Jolene with Jack as their son. Infuriated by this knowledge, Ryan decides to activate Rapture's self-destruct mechanism in a final attempt to put a stop to Atlas's plan. No one knows if Ryan put it together that Atlas was in fact Fontaine or not. Jack confronts Ryan in his office as he's casually playing golf. Ryan educates Jack about about his true self telling him about his birth, his conditioning, his expertise in rapture, and the phrase, would you kindly, which controls his action. Ryan tells his son that the fundamental difference between a man and a slave is that a man chooses, a slave obeys. Ryan then hands Jack the golf club and orders Jack to kill him. Because the Vita chamber in his office was deactivated, when Jack obeys and kills his father, Ryan is unable to be resurrected. Jack then takes the genetic key to Rapture's system and unwittingly hands control of the city to Fontaine. This has been Rapture, a Bioshock Lurecast. We want to thank you for joining us and we hope you follow us on Apple Podcasts Spotify as we go along our journey into the history and the lore of the Bioshock series. Let us know who you would like to see us go over in the future. Also, would you kindly leave us a review and join us for the next episode.